time now welcome 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 you're now rocking with the sports coma with big q and the guys but we have intense entertaining educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam what's popping shout out to the mighty who that nation representing the coma we up in this thing much love all right this one right here fam you know this is saturday uh saints talk man you know we do uh coffee with q big ups to the fam appreciate y'all Y'all, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. By all means, feel free to hit the share button as well, man. We up in this thing. So, once again, the Saints, from an offensive standpoint, if they want to beat the Giants, they're going to have to, Derek Carr is going to have to look around the field and not look at one side of the field. You're going to have to span the field and find the correct target and throw the ball on them. Try not to force balls into double and triple coverage when there are better people out there, which will help if you do the first part of what I just said, span the field. Better blocking is needed by offensive line so our running attack can get going so we can take the pressure off the quarterback, who, by the way, is dealing with two concussions in 21 days, a toe-up shoulder, and three broken ribs. <laughs> you damn well going to need the running attack. You should have Robinson activated for this game, and you should have three running back committed with the fullback used in power-wide formation. We also should really start using Trevor Penning as a blocker at times to help the Saints run the football. He got to get on the field some kind of way. He got to, he's got he got to get on the field some. He's a first-round draft pick. You just can't shelve him away. Some kind of way he has to make it back to the field and get his confidence up because that don't help him to be benched. And because you, Dennis Allen, put him in a bad position. I kept. I told this dude, do not put Penning at no left tackle. That's a position that a your best offensive tackle is supposed to have. People say, no, Q's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. No, we're not fine. See how, see how we look now? I told I said that. How you knew that? Because that's, that's football common traditional thinking, that you always put your best tackle on the blind side of the quarterback. And even though Ramchek is getting beat, he is making top 10 offensive lineman money. He needs to be at the money spot, which is the blind side spot, which is the, the position behind the quarterback. 
He's a right-handed quarterback. You know where his left is. You know what the blind side is if he's right-handed. He needs to be at the left tackle position. And I told him, I said, it's not going to work. You don't use a rookie to protect the, protect the blind side of the quarterback. Then when the guys start losing, and they won't bench him. But see, this is the thing. This is about knowing, having common sense and football IQ. That don't make any sense. But will they change it? It'll take somebody else to fix that, man. But that should be fixed. But that's a whole other subject. But outside of that, getting the running attack going, taking the pressure off the injured, banged up, uh, staring half the field down ass quarterback that we got, and not throwing any interceptions. Did I throw that in there? Not turning the ball over, no interceptions. Not staring down guys and throwing interceptions. Let me throw that in there just to say it, just in case you recue. You ain't tell me not throwing interceptions. You just told me to look over the field. Well, let me tell you not to throw interceptions too, and not fumble the ball away. You know, have a better grip on the ball when you get ready to toss the ball to Elvin Kamara as opposed to let James Hurst pull in there and his hand, his finger pokes the ball out of your hand and then you continue to move like you have the ball when you don't have the ball and then when you get to the toss point, which is five yards away from where the ball was actually fumbled at, then pretend like, where's the ball at? (laughs) This is crazy. But anyway, outside of that, that's what we need to happen. That's what we need to happen. We need the running attack to kind of help control the clock. And that kind of stuff. And on defensive side of it, the Saints have to stop Saquon Barkley. They're going to have to limit the movement of DeVito, keep him contained to the pocket, and let him beat you from there without allowing him to leak out and and improvise and throw the ball out here and this kind of stuff. They're going to have to do it. Like I said, they're going to have to change all these things, and they're going to have to do it, and not just for this matchup, because a lot of what they're going to do for this game, it has to carry over to the Rams game on Thursday because it's a short week for them and whatever they're going to do now, they're going to have to do it well. So it carries over against the Rams on the road. So like I said, man, this is a part of the game where we're going to have to figure out, but this is money time for them. So there's no more excuses. If Dennis Allen wants to be here and if he just feels like he deserves to be here and he can shut me and your mouths up, if he can win four games and get the saints into the playoffs, I will lay off of him. I will, because that's what I want. Anyway, I want him to win. I want to go to the playoffs, you know, so it will see how it goes. All right. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Rain says 11, uh, rain 1134 says good point. When group a missed that kick in green Bay game, I knew we were going to lose, but a disciplined team would have bounced back next game it is right thank you bro appreciate that bro thank you i want to say thank you thank you very much picking me up and me back to this world. been saying it for a while bro what's up don he says in ram's contract they have to pay him a premium if he plays left tackle bro we plan to pre- a let's look at it like this don we plan a p- paying a premium for car right now. I know Lord Lowe's just sitting there tickling just laughing all because he talks about premium he's an insurance guy so we talk about premiums and we're talking about a car. He just loves that. That's insurance man stuff. But uh, shout out to my dog, Lauren and Coach Ronnie. But see, this is the thing as well. We're paying a premium for car. You know, that's they don't have a problem with that. You know, giving one hundred fifty million dollars. If it if it protects cars blindside, it is worth the premium. If it protects him. And remember, car gets all this money. He'd make it 30 something million a year. Right. For the Saints right now. You have Andrews Pete over there who Pete gets just, come on. We know Rams at least better than Pete, right? We all, we can agree Ram is at, Pete is, Ram is at least better than Pete. But it'll be a premium that you would want to pay because it is a position that is tied to the blind side of the quarterback. You will want to pay, pay that premium to protect this guy who has all of these issues, concussions, 
broken ribs. Uh, what else did I miss out? Shoulder issues and whatever else they're not telling us about. Because you know there's more, right? You know there's always more. There's something else wrong with the guy. And I don't even believe it was just two. I think it was more than two, but I'm just going to leave that alone. Time will tell. But I would pay the premium. The Saints don't have no issue paying the premium. I guarantee they're paying a premium for Dennis Allen's contract. I guarantee that's why it's secret and undisclosed. You don't, I've said, I said over and over again, y'all know it. I always say you don't not, you do not not disclose a average NFL contract for for a NFL coach. If it's a common contract, you're going to release the details. The only reason why you don't is because it's above average contract, probably about 10 million a year, somewhere in that echelon that they're overpaying this guy. And that is why they don't want to turn him loose. It's not because they love him so much. It's some, the devil's in the details. It's something with that contract. So, you know, like I said, man, I'm keeping it a buck 15. It's all about the money. But I would pay the premium to move Ram from right to left because he's making $10 million. I mean, not $10 million. He, making a, he has a plus uh, a 10, top 10 ranked contract for a tackle. Top 10. I think it's top five. So, yes, I would move him to left tackle because I can't, I got to protect this $150 million quarterback, right? You know, that that's just common sense to me, you know, and many other people. He needs to go on that side. Right. Yeah, that's, it, we have to be able to figure this out some kind of way, fam, because we're not getting the results that we want. And in terms of that, and that's what I'm saying, limiting uh, Saquon Barkley, he can't run for a buck 50 and keeps this offense driving for the, for the Giants. They don't care. They're playing... They know they pay their playoff life is in trouble. They're five and eighteen. Going five and nine and lose it basically kind of it doesn't officially eliminate them, but you know, that don't, you know, they that kind of puts an issue with the Giants right now. But they have a, a, a energy they playing with right now that the Saints simply don't have. We don't we can we match that intensity? You know, can we match their because they're coming in, they don't care. They're playing free. And those are usually the dangerous teams that we got to watch out for. Plus the obvious stuff I talk about, the scrambling quarterback just gave you the numbers on him and Saquon Barkley, what he's able to do. So, you know, there you go. All right. Rich says DA is making the eight, eight million. Give me the article, bro. Get, throw it out to me. Now you think he worked. I'm, I'm estimated probably north of eight, bro. You know that who, who does that? Who pays this guy? who has zero resume. The guy has, look, his records up here. He's 21 and 45 as a head coach. Who gives a 21 and 45 coach a eight to 10 plus million dollar contract, but a fool, but a fool. So like I said, man, it's all this is coming out, fam. Yeah. 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 Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. But yeah, this is the stuff we have to be able to do. So like I said, family right now, this is this. It's all before us. You know, you're with uh, uh, what Cam said. Is out before us. Everything is out before them. You have four games remaining in the NFL regular season for the Saints. They're currently sitting in third place. They say third place. They say tied for first, but the two teams prior to you have the tiebreakers on you. So there is no room for error. You have to beat the Giants. You have to beat the Rams, and you have to beat Tampa and Atlanta at the end of the year. You do that, you're in the playoffs. Dennis Allen's job is saved. We break the two-year slide from the playoffs and, you know, they might get washed in the first round, but that's not the point. The point is they actually got to the playoffs. And that would be an accomplishment for Dennis Allen because he never did that before. That would be a new accomplishment for Dennis Allen. But it's before him. Will it happen? Man, we just got to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. 
how they happen. But me personally, I think that they get two of the four games. That's what, and you say, well, why that Q? Because that's what they showed me. They're a half-ass team. Half-ass team means you cut it in half. Two and four. <laughs> it's two and two over the next four games because they don't, they have not showed me consistently that they can play with uh, sharp intelligence, discipline, uh, that the coaches can coach the proper things that, you know, stopping, because a lot of this is on the Saints offense. You know, they have to be able to score points. They can't be kicking field goals all the time in these games. The defense will give you an opportunity in the game. The Saints offense have to take advantage of said opportunity. So that's what it basically comes down to, in my estimation. So anyway, if y'all got any quick questions, throw them in the chat, fam. Get out of here at 1230 and let you guys have your day back. But I appreciate all the family members uh, for being in the chat up in this thing. Y'all hit the like button. Please feel free to subscribe if you're not a subscriber and shout out to the new family members that did subscribe man we appreciate you being here and thanks for hitting that button all right shout out to all y'all guys brother tyrell says both williams and kabar should be a thousand yards if the o-line played better and if the coaches stop trying to have car to check it down and bro them stats are telling isn't it well i didn't even realize that i was looking at it and you don't because so much going on you kind of forget the little things but if I would have told you with a month, we got four games left before the regular season ended and Jamal Williams, who had 18 touchdowns last year, would have zero touchdowns. You'd be, man, that's impossible. But it is. He has zero rushing touchdowns right now. Elvin Kamara has one passing touchdown right now. That is unfathomable to me that a guy as good as Elvin Kamara, who does, who's a tremendous wide receiver, catching of the ball, an open field player, satellite back that does all this fantastic stuff has one passing touchdown one reception you know as you know touchdown that is absolutely amazing to me that that is actually the thing but then again you know when you think about it you kind of get your answer all right all right shout out to all right molly mall thank you sir says q you know mickey is a fool mickey has been having to do financial gymnastics with the salary cap for years but see he can do that forever as long as the team performs and they win. But it, it turns into something when they start losing. Then it bites you. See, that's the thing. As long as they win, they can kick the can. That was old philosophy. But see, Mickey Luma said several years ago, y'all put one in the chat if y'all remember this. Mickey Luma said that they wanted to kind of stare things back to the center in terms of the, in terms of the accounting of how the Saints were handling the money with the team, which means they didn't want to do the kicking of the can because they basically sold the future of the team for the present. So you have all these exorbitant contracts and you kicking them out down the years, you know, that opens up all kinds of stuff. So if you're, if you're not drafting correctly and if you're not uh, winning games, then this philosophy, it falls apart and it falls apart very fast. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. I'm trying to say thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Molly, for that uh, super chat, brother. But in, indeed, yeah, he that was a thing. But but the issue is like even like like it's it's just not a good thing. And I have a problem with people who pretend that they're getting it right when they're getting it wrong. You're making mistakes and pretending like you're not making mistakes. He doesn't want to evaluate and do what a general manager is supposed to do. He's supposed to be looking over the manager's back and making sure the, the ship is on code and not just believing what they're saying, but getting them to offer up proof that you know what you're doing, but this dude doesn't op op operate that way. 
You know, he believes foolishly in everything he says. And this man doesn't have the resume to do that. He's 21 and 45 as a head coach. You should be staring over his shoulder every time he walk in the building. <laughs> Did you lock that door when you came in? You know, everything's supposed to be evaluated when we're dealing with a team like this right now. And they, they you know, they're beating themselves in some of these games. Everything. Everything. And then when people from outside start getting more pressure on you, he's supposed to turn around and say, damn, where all this is coming from? Why everybody's upset? But instead, he's sitting up here taking a stance where you're wrong for being upset and you need to just don't boo. You know, don't, don't boo. You know, and make sure you know, I ain't booing doesn't help us, guys. It doesn't help me. Well, cheering didn't help your ass. Look where you at. So we booing because you wasn't doing what you're supposed to do. You don't earn cheers for nothing. You get cheers when you execute, when you make a touchdown, when you have a successful run. People will cheer you. People are not crazy. Not, the, but not, not all of them, but in the majority of people got good sense. They know when to cheer and when to boo. They boo when you do something stupid or do something you ain't got no business doing, like throwing interceptions. You gonna think they're gonna cheer for that? <laughs> crazy people, man. Crazy ass people. All right, Brent says it's third. Okay, it's, he says thirds. He says thirst place. Okay, it's third place. Big Q. Come on, man. There you go. Thank you, Brent. Come on, man. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. All right, shout out to you, Brent. Appreciate you, bro. All right, Barbara, how you doing, Queen? Appreciate you being in the stream. Much love to Barbara. And shout out to all the queens and kings of the coma, man. We appreciate you. All right. All right. Rock says, y'all got this to stay. Now, it's, well, tell them that, bro. <laughs> we got to tell the saints that. You know, execute positively. You know? It's just amazing because it's like, I don't, I know what propaganda looks like. And that's what the team was throwing at the family members. That's why the people, like, they got upset. It's like, you can't tell them, you know, to support the team. The team has to give a reason to the family members to cheer. If you're playing poorly, they're going to boo, regardless of how positive I am or anybody else. That's just a normal reaction. If you're playing stink and you're playing funky, you're playing below the standard of what we want you to do and you're executing sloppy and doing all this stuff and you lose, people are not going to be happy about that because that just means that you're ill-prepared you're out there wasting time. You're not taking it serious. That's what it is. A, a really prepared team doesn't play sloppy football like that. They're going to execute sharply. Now, they're not going to be perfect all the time, but the effort will always be there. I mean, you you can see, okay, they trying, they trying, they trying. Because a lot of these losses that we had is because the Saints would turn the ball over. They would do something. They would fall apart at the wrong time, you know? They would, you know, miss field goals here or there. There'll be a fumble here. There'll be an interception here. There'll be a drop pass here. There'll be a guy throw incompletions. There'll be those type of things at the wrong time. We'll have opportunities and we don't take advantage of them. And then it goes back to guys, y'all need to support. Just stay positive. No, you want positivity, play positive. And people will respond with that energy with the same energy. But no matter how positive to who that nation is, that doesn't impact the team. The team has to have the mentality to play righteous football. And when you do that, that will result that will result in positive from the family base. See, they're reactors for whatever the Saints are doing. And that's what the Saints are trying to do is these people out here are on, you know, they're just just negative. No, you are giving negativity because it's funky, irrational style of game management and leader management. I don't even call it leader management, but you make it Loomis not doing anything. 
he doesn't want to do anything. He just, there's a, the tweet I just put it up. He do, they don't want to change the coach, despite the man is 21 and 40 something. You don't want to change him. What fool says that? If there is a coach out there like a Bill Belichick, if New England lets him go, or anybody that's of relevance that can turn the team around for the future, you don't sit up here and pretend like, oh, well, I want to keep this trash over here. I want to keep this, this losing ass coach. No, you want to go out and get the best that you can do. But see, they won't do that because it's a money component tied to Dennis Allen's contract that they have that they won't tell you. See, this is the game, man. People don't do stuff for nothing. It's always a ploy behind it. We talked about the car rib issue before they even said anything about it. I said, this dude got busted ribs. We knew it already because we know what we're looking at. It's easy to read these people, man. I've been doing it for years, man. For years, we've been sitting up here talking this stuff, knowing these people and how they act because they do the same stuff over and over again, bro. They're so transparent. It's ridiculous. All right, Rain says, uh, don't look past the Giants. House money is the best money indeed, bro. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. I'm trying to say thank you, thank you very much for me up and me back to this world. All right, thank you, Rain. Uh, Rich says, how much negativity, much neg activity was there in 2014, 2015, 2016 when this team was Breeze and Peyton and went 79? Now, you remember... Remember the, the circumstances behind those years, but you're right, bro. You're right. And the, the issue is people had faith in Peyton, right? It's a difference, right? You know, people had faith in Peyton because Peyton showed you that, hey, man, listen, we built this team. Katrina year, after the Katrina year, Peyton came in, brought his guys in, got Breeze, brought his guys in, and he, he, basically had to construct the team from nothing because he didn't really have anything to build from after the storm. When he came here and found, you know, put Drees, uh, Drew here and built the team up, drafted, got Reggie and all this kind of stuff and built the team up. And then he started winning by them. By that time, excuse me, Sean Payton had unimaginable success from that time leaving up 2014, you see. And it wasn't a question that whether he could or couldn't. He already had a track record of success. So people already believed in him. You see what I'm saying? Because he showed people that he could do it. So it's quite, it's not quite the same, right? Because you have a coach nowadays who hadn't won anything at any time. He never finished with a winning record and his record as a coach is 21 and 45. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's definitely like two ends of the spectrum when you got a guy like a Peyton who showed you he can win versus a guy that never won anything. <laughs> I mean, almost like the polar opposite, you know what I'm saying? But thank you, Rich. Thank you for that. I'm trying to say thank you, thank you very much for picking me up bringing me back to this world. Yeah, that's what it is, you know. Yeah, cheering for what? What, what you cheering? Yeah, that's the thing. But that's what they say, man. I'm not saying I'm repeating the things that we played over the many weeks. The ridiculousness of what we're hearing from the propaganda, man. We don't want to hear. We know what propaganda. It don't work, bro. They got hard, thick heads. They don't understand that you don't play with the supporters like this. They want a winning product. You don't sit here and placate and make excuses for people that's not winning. That that gets them really upset to the point where they take that, the, that money and put it back in their purse, put it back in their wallet, and they do something else with it. They go and invest it. They go and buy, you know, do something else with it with the children, go buy a Christmas present. They do something else with it. Because you you can't step in and say, oh, y'all, y'all just come out and support and then throw the believe angle at you. Well, you got to believe 
And people not buying the belief angle no more, bro. Because <laughs> all of the, you know, the belief, you got to give them something. It's still something there. You just can't ask for something and not get something in return. There is no faith in this head coach to turn it around. He will have to show the entire who that nation in the NFL football world that he has what it takes to turn this situation around. And it's not one week. It's the next four weeks. So this is part one. And then part four would be at the end of the year against the Atlanta Falcons in the dome. Parts 1.2.3 and part four. It's just like that. So, I mean, he has to do that. That's on him. That's why they paying him the money. That's why he's called the head coach. He would have to do that. And he never done it before. So, I mean, we'll see people do stuff. They never done do before successfully, but is that what your coach going to do? We'll have to see. But the Saints are asking because they need, they want you, they want to make money off you. They spent a, a lot of your money to build up the dome and they need you to fill it up so they can make concession and merchandise. And I see this all multi-billion dollar industry. And we just several, we, we are Saints family members. We drive the matrix. It's a massive machine, but you're the blood of the machine. You're the oil of the machine. The machine don't work if you're not lubricating the wheel. You're not in there lubricating the, 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 uh, the gears. So it did turn. It grinds to a stop and hold if you don't show up. It does. You shut the whole damn thing down. But see, that's the that's the that's the issue. The issue is, do you really want to play game? And that's when I'm speaking about the New Orleans Saints and talking to Mickey Lomas. Do you really want to play games with us? We have already showed you that we not with that family members were selling the seats to the Detroit people. They had a reporter shot a, a, a Twitter a, a image of the lower bowl section was all Detroit people. In there. <laughs> Do you really want to play with us here? Or you won't get that shabby ass dude off there and go find a real head coach. You really want to play with us? You won't win against us. That's what I said the other show. You can't beat us. Number one, we on code. Number two, we know our place. And number three, we understand that we at the top of the pyramid, not at the bottom. That if you you do, you are in control of the gears of the machine, but we are the people. It don't work without our participation. That's when you become on code. That's when things change. So hopefully this be an example of how people should behave together. Because regardless of where you come from or who you are, what you believe, you on par with this. If you're a Saints person, you're saying you're right, bro. You're 100%. I'm with you on that. And people are falling in line one after the other, one after the other. If you take that hardcore stance, and I really want to see it too. I really want to see them say, nah, we're going to keep Dennis at the end of the year. And we think I'm going to be clapping. Will be clapping my hand like, yes, come on, because it'll be the ultimate example on how you're going to beat these people. It'll be the ultimate. They're not going to play with you like that. I'm telling you, because when they start looking in the books, it's going to be like, man, we got to do something. And not one person can stand in the way of them making a profit. If they got to get rid of Dennis Allen and this whole damn team to get that money back, they're going to get rid of them. Trust me. You know, they don't love him that much. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. So just stay on cold, man. Just stay on cold, man. We're going we gonna to get through this together. All right. Shout out to Brandy says, protect carcass for the check downs. Come on, man. For real, bro. He says, uh, his so-called leadership wasting a lot of time, talent and time too, bro. For real. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Picking me up. Bringing me back to this one. Right. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate that, bro. Much love to you guys. Appreciate y'all. Super chats and cash apps. I think, Maul, did I answer this one, bro? Says Q, you said Gail is overpaying for a coach and the QB to lead us nowhere. That's what I see. Well, I mean, like we're saying, Gail is 
remember how this happens. Gail is not going to say she don't know football because I think she a lot more into it than uh, than we are saying. She's not a, you know, a, uh, uh, what is it? She ain't a football genius, but she follows the game. Like, remember when Tom Benson was there, she was there with Tom Benson. Before, you know, they dated for many years before he passed. And uh, they were together for many years before she passed. And she was there when he was at the games cheering, doing this thing. They was there. And Tom Benson was educating Gail about the game then. So she knows a lot more than what we're giving her credit for. Now, we know she looked like she's a Southern Belle. We know that. But I'm telling you, she has a more, a lot more football acumen than what we are realizing because of her tutelage she had from Tom Benson, who was head, who's hands on. He knew football. He knew and he had a pass. He's the, he the one that kept Sean Payton together. Sean Payton head got all out of whack and blew up once Tom Benson left because Tom Benson was the only other alpha dog in the building. When Tom, when Tom Benson left and transitioned to the next world, man, that's when Payton head got big and Mickey Lomas and all them dudes just kissed, you know, just, you know, did whatever they did to make them happy. So, I mean, but I think she has a lot more football acumen than what we're giving her credit to. Now, with that being said, there she's believing what Mickey Loomis and the rest of the, the brass are telling her to do because that's Tom Benson's guys that he picked. She is she's relying on who Tom Benson left her with. And they trust this guy. Guy been working for 20 something odd years. They like him a lot. So they don't see a lot of fault in this is nice. He's a really good man. You know, but outside of just being a really good, she said that about Elvin Gentry too. Oh, he's such a nice man. I'm like, oh, whatever, Gail, that's cool. You're just a nice person, whatever. But I just think at the end of the day, being a nice person and doing your job correctly is two different things. Now they can't, they can be the same, but if you, <laughs> you're just a nice man. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.